0: Welcome to the Amazing Bible. Book Club. I'm Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today we're looking at Revelation chapters 20 through 22, verse fifth. According to Peter J. Gentry's book, How to Read and Understand the Biblical Prophets, in his graph of Revelation, seven sequences of seven, this passage covers seven visions of the end of the age and the new creation. Chapter 20, verses one through six are the dragon subdued for a thousand years. Chapter 20 verses 7 through 10, the dragon released fights and is thrown into the lake of fire. Chapter 20 verses 11 through 15, great white throne and the dead are judged. Chapter 21 verse 1, a new heaven and a new earth. Wow. Chapter 21 verses 2 through 8, a bride adorned for her husband. Behold, I am making all things new. Chapter 21 verses 9 through 27, the beauty of the city. And then he has in parentheses, the wife of the lamb. Then chapter 22 verses 1 through 5 show the river of life. Professor Jim Shaddix said, In Revelation, we see the restoration and redemption of all creation. He also had a chart and compared Genesis to Revelation. In Genesis, there is the creation of heaven and earth. And in Revelation, we have a new heaven and new earth. In Genesis, the first Adam reigns on the earth. In Revelation, the last Adam reigns in glory. In Genesis, a bride is brought to Adam. In Revelation, a bride is prepared for Christ. In Genesis, mankind was driven from God's face. In Revelation, mankind looks into God's face. In Genesis, the nations are barred from the tree of life. In Revelation, the nations are welcomed to the tree of life. In Genesis, death and curse reign. In Revelation, death and curse are removed. In Genesis, Christ and Satan are in conflict. And in Revelation, Christ is victorious and Satan is defeated. What I like about Jim Shattuck's chart is that it reminds me that the Bible is one story. And what started in Genesis is coming to an end in Revelation. Now with chapter 20, I usually have more questions than answers. Most people entitle chapter 20 as the thousand-year reign, which is also called the millennium reign of Christ. This too has various views of interpretation. I do not have time to explain them, but they are called historic premillennialism, amillennialism, postmillennialism, dispensational premillennialism, and there are scholars with each of these views. Then even within these views, there are various views on when the rapture will happen. I like what Leon Morris said. Evangelicals have divided from one another and sometimes have been quite intolerant of views other than those of their own group. It is necessary to approach the chapter with humility and charity. With that being said, let's look at chapter 20. Verses 1 through 3, John saw an angel with keys to the abyss and a great chain. He sees the dragon, that ancient serpent, which ties it back to Genesis 3. And here it is explained that he is the devil and Satan, and he is bound for a thousand years. Now, the question is, is that thousand years symbolic or literal? In Second Peter chapter 3, verse 8, Peter said, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. While bound, he could no longer deceive the nations until the thousand years were complete. After that, he must be released for a short time. Then verses 4 and 5 speak of thrones of faithful believers who came to life and reigned with the Messiah for a thousand years. The rest of the people did not come to life until the thousand years were completed this is the first resurrection verse 6 gives the fifth beatitude blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection the second death has no power over these but they will be priests of God and the Messiah and they will reign with him for a thousand years one thing that seems clear to me is that believers are with Jesus In Exodus chapter 19 verse 6 God said to Moses on Mount Sinai with the giving of the law and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. Then verses 7 through 10 of Revelation after the designated time was complete Satan will be released. He will deceive the nations and gather for battle. This is like Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39. They surrounded the encampment of the saints, but a fire came down from heaven and consumed them. The devil was thrown into the lake of fire where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented forever and ever. J.B. Smith said, It is a matter of interest to note that his first act or Satan's first act is recorded in Genesis 3, the third chapter from the beginning, whereas his last act on the worldwide scale is mentioned in Revelation 20, the third chapter from the end. Verses 11 through 15 then speak of the great white throne and one seated on it. The dead were standing before the throne and the books were opened. Another book, the book of life, was also opened and the dead were judged according to their works. The sea and death and Hades gave up their dead, and each were judged according to their works. Then the second death happened. The lake of fire and death and Hades were thrown into it. J.B. Smith explained, the first death is physical and temporal, the second spiritual and eternal. Verse 15, and if anyone's name was not found in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Chapter 21 verse 1, Then I saw a new heaven and new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea existed no longer. Now, in John's time of writing, the sea was viewed as dangerous and changeable. It was also the source of the beast. It was also considered a barrier in traveling a new heaven and a new earth are also prophesied in Isaiah chapter 65 verse 17 and chapter 66 verse 22. Verses 2 through 8 here in Revelation describe the bride, the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. She was prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. In verse three, we have the last mega voice, the 21st. And it cried, look, God's dwelling is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will exist no longer. Grief, crying and pain will exist no longer because the previous things have passed away. God promised this in the Old Testament as well. In Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 27 and 28, Isaiah chapter 25 verse 8, and Leviticus chapter 26 verses 11 and 12. God is making everything new. Then John was to write because these words are faithful and true. God said, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to the thirsty from the spring of living water as a gift. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1. The victors receive this, but those who do not believe in Jesus share the second death. In verses 9 through 27, the beautiful city, the bride, the wife of the Lamb, is described. She is glorious, she is perfectly proportioned, she is made precious. There was not a sanctuary in her because the Lord God, the almighty and the lamb are its sanctuary. Verse 23, the city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it because God's glory illuminates it and its lamp is the lamb. In verse 24, the nations will walk in its light and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Then verse 16 says, they will bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. Believers from every people and tribe and every nation and tongue will be present and it will be glorious. Verse 27, nothing profane will ever enter it. No one who does what is vile or false, but only those written in the Lamb's book of life. Brother Jerry said, heaven is going home. An old-time preacher once said, it is prepared for those who are prepared to enter it. The first two chapters of the Bible show the creation of the world, and the last two chapters show the creation of the new heaven and the new earth. Chapter 22 verses 1 through 5 describe the river of living water coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb. It flowed down the middle of the street. On both sides was the tree of life, bearing twelve kinds of fruit, producing its fruit every month. The leaves of the trees are for healing the nations. This is described in Ezekiel chapter 47. Also in Genesis is a tree of life, but now in Revelation there will no longer be any curse. Zechariah chapter 14, verse 11 says People will live in it, and there will no longer be a curse. For Jerusalem will dwell in security. Verses 3b through 5. The throne of God and of the lamb will be in the city and his servants will serve him. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. Night will no longer exist. The people will not need lamplight or sunlight because the Lord God will enlighten them and they will reign forever and ever or literally to the ages of the ages. One thing I want to point out is that God's servants will serve him. I've heard people describe heaven as if we can do whatever we want. And we must not forget that we are still servants of the amazing living God who will reign in his ways. Ladies, are you prepared to enter that city which is being prepared for you? Jesus said in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwellings. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also." Jesus also said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. It is through Jesus that we are prepared and made whole so that we can enter. If you have heard his voice today, please don't harden your heart. Instead, let's be women who hear and obey and wait expectantly to see our Lord and Savior face to face. Until next time, and thanks so much for listening.